Welcome to Adjunctitis, From Surviving to Thriving, teaching hacks to reduce stress, save time, and avoid common pitfalls. I'm your host, April Brown, an assistant professor of journalism at Cal State LA. If you missed episode one, I went over some important legal-related issues you'll want to get up to speed on. I created this podcast because I found there's often not a lot of help for adjuncts or new professors who haven't taught before, and I thought I could share some of what I've learned through both my years in the classroom and taking time to learn about the craft of teaching. I don't hold myself up as the font of all knowledge, and your university likely has resources for professors, mine certainly does, but you may not have found those yet. If you are having a crisis, please look for the episode that best addresses your needs. And if there isn't one, let me know. Welcome to episode two. I didn't think I'd have to know about that. First, a brief story. And it's about a serious and sensitive issue you wouldn't necessarily expect to be as important as it may end up being in your teaching life. I've been lucky to get to know some of my students very well, and I'll talk about how I build those relationships in coming episodes. But being a trusted educator means I'm someone students come to when they have significant problems that are affecting their schoolwork and their lives. And there have been a few times where I've learned students are thinking of harming themselves, and it's been so bad some have disclosed suicidal thoughts. So if a student came to you in distress, what would you do? I will have some resources in just a bit, but to me, it has in part been related to the big pachyderm, the elephant in the room, the impact of the pandemic on students. COVID, of course, did not impact everyone equally, but research from a variety of sources indicates students have increasingly suffered from moderate to severe mood disorders, including anxiety and depression. Their education has been seriously impacted and not in a good way. And it was particularly tough on those with learning difficulties. You can read more about the issue and the sources I'm referring to in the teaching tools section under episode two. It's important to note that even before the pandemic, many schools were unable to deal with the increasing demand for mental health counseling. The American Psychological Association reported in 2020 that more than 60% of college students met the criteria for at least one mental health problem. I find many of my students are overwhelmed. Over the past few years, they've been dealing with too many classes, too much work, and with the pandemic, the death of family and friends, loss of jobs, more recently inflation, lots of other factors too. So knowing what to do if a student in distress confides in you is so important because it is easy to panic. I suspect most of us didn't really get into teaching expecting to be this kind of first responder, but that is what's happening. Many, if not most, colleges have some mental health resources, if not a protocol for how to deal with these situations. I'm in the California State University system, and they have what's called a red folder on what to do in circumstances like this. I'd encourage you to see what your school has in case you find yourself in a similar situation. But I'll be leaving a link to that red folder in the teaching tools section under episode two. Addressing mental health issues is one of the fundamental changes I've noticed since I was an undergrad. As the American Psychological Association research suggested, universities were generally not equipped to deal with the numbers of students who needed help before the pandemic, and it's only been getting worse. And that has increased the likelihood you may find yourself triaging at some point. The Judd Foundation is also a place with a lot of helpful resources. 
It's a nonprofit that supports student mental health and helps them build life skills so they can succeed. It was started by the parents of a young man named Jed who died by suicide in 1998. And I want to tie in a relevant thread from episode one. It's FERPA. In case you don't recall or haven't listened to it yet, it is the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. And we talked about it before in the context of communication and grades. But there are parts of the law that have to do with student health records. The guidance about COVID-19 from way back in September 2020 was essentially that schools can release information about COVID cases as long as it does not include identifiable information about a particular student. There is more about this and additional guidance on dealing with student health information in the teaching tools section of our website. One of the ways I've been checking in on students since the pandemic is with an optional weekly well-being quiz. It was something my university's Center for Effective Teaching and Learning suggested when we were teaching virtually and couldn't actually see our students, either in person and often on Zoom. It's a few easy questions about how they're doing, what their stress levels are like, what is and isn't working in the class, things like that. And I offer them bonus points for taking it. It's actually been a very valuable resource. Many students have said it makes them feel like I care because I try to read their submissions right before one of the week's classes so I can offer some guidance if I need to right away. Again, more details about the quiz on our website. At this point, I feel I have to mention that if a student trusts you enough to confide something like sexual assault or thoughts of self-harm, you have, of course, really made a connection and being a trusted faculty member is very rewarding. But when students trust you enough to ask for help when they're in crisis, it can take a toll on you as well. I found it extremely stressful at times, so please remember to take care of yourself while providing support for those who need you. You should see what resources your university has for faculty, and that may be in the form of the Employee Assistance Program. There is a link to all the things I've mentioned, the CSU Red Folder, the Jed Foundation, research, and also the well-being quiz on the teaching tools section of our website, adjunctitis.com. And an important note, I am not a lawyer, so for any legal-related issues, consult the primary documents, of course, the experts and lawyers if need be. If you have questions or issues you'd like me to address, please send them to questions at adjunctitis.com. Join our conversation on social. Right now we're at adjunctitis on threads, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash adjunctitis. You can also use the hashtag adjunctitis so we can form a community where questions can be asked and answered. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider leaving a review and a rating. Those can help other people find us too. Please spread the word and help those who ask you for help. It's good teaching karma. Adjunctitis is a Look At It This Way production. I'm April Brown. Thank you for listening. Class dismissed.